Welcome aboard, space travelers. Please lower your harness and keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times. Prepare for blast-off. Welcome to another edition of Discover DLP with myself, Nick. And myself, Paul. Yes, how are we doing? Not too bad. Good, good, we, uh, good. Let, let's make an apology out front. We didn't record anything last month. Did we not? Are, we sure, are you sure no. we didn't? Yeah. Yeah, um, the last time we recorded was the end of February. When did you, where did you go to Disneyland Paris? What dates did you go? It was the first weekend. Oh, right, then it was, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we it's been a busy month. And um, yeah. for those of, of you that follow us on more than just here, uh, as part of the Arthur Luck Podcast Network, we do a lot of shows. Um, yeah. And yeah. so we've, we've been quite busy. So absolutely apologies. And increasing as well. It's not, it's not like we're, we've kind of gone, oh, we're doing too many shows. Let's not do any more. We yeah. still keep adding more and more and more. Yeah, we are, uh, I think the phrase is gluttons for punishment. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what we're doing right now. Um, yeah. And also as well, obviously in March, we both had trips, which is the first thing that we're going to be talking about this episode. So, um, you know, throwing in trips away to, you know, Disneyland Paris and, and other places and other podcasts and life and work. Um, it's not a good mix, really. So, uh, yeah, apologies, and, and uh, you know, who knows? You, you might even get two out of us this month. No promises. Uh, I would imagine. I would imagine now there'll be two at some point over the month. Well, there you go. Just to catch up. Little tease for you. Um, yeah. Well, we've got we've had questions from people, and we've kind of been chatting with people about certain topics. I think that that give us the the space this month to do a couple. Oh yeah, actually, it's a good point. We were talking to Phil, weren't we? Yeah, let's yeah. let's close that one down. Um, yeah. So yeah, so uh, as I said, we both went away on trips. On the last episode, we were talking about your planning for yours, and then you went on yeah. yours just a few days afterwards, and then I went on one uh, a little bit later on. So um, we'll do it in order. So let's go through your yeah. trip first. So yeah. uh, well, uh, my trip was very short, yeah. so we'll get through it fairly quickly. <laughs> The whole twenty-four hours that I was at Disneyland Paris. Are, are you are you just trying to say this now? So this is going to be a very short episode. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it because obviously we talked quite a bit about it before I went as well. True. Um, it was it was literally I was there for more or less exactly twenty-four hours. So so remind me again how you got there. So we we Eurostar. We got the the first Eurostar um, out on the Saturday morning. Um, we stayed overnight. Um, at Premier End, just outside the train station. So it was a nice early morning, but didn't have to go very far. It was about a ten-minute walk. Yeah. So that was that was fine. It wasn't any earlier than we'd normally be. 
Mm-hmm. Getting up, my son's normally up about six, half past six anyway, so... Why do they do that? What is their obsession? <laughs> Kids in general, what is their obsession of getting up at city, city o'clock? It's not so bad. With the, clock, with the clock's changed now, it's not been so bad for the last week. Oh, okay, good. It's kind of, kind of been an hour later, so I think it is. it has been the sun, so we're going to... Gonna have to do something with his with his curtains, I think, and make it a bit darker in his bedroom. Um, I think that's what has been causing him to get up mm. fairly early. So, and having only been in our house for just over six months, we're still learning things. So, for for when it is lighter in the mornings, I think we're gonna have to change the curtains. So he's gonna have a he can have a lay in sometimes. Yeah, just get some blackout curtains or a blackout yeah. blind or something. That's uh, yeah. that only works. Definitely. So yeah, nice early morning Eurostar. All easy, no delays um, on is, anything. Is we that were, a jab at me? <laughs> you always and my, have delays. And my three and a half hours start. stuck on a Eurostar going nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, it was all all nice and easy. Um, we arrived and we went we went straight in the parks as soon as we arrived because um, it was it was early. It was still we arrived just before midday, so it was all nice and early. And I, I used the the luggage check-in, okay. uh, baggage hold for the first time, um, and it was it was all nice and easy at that time. People had kind of cleared out; there wasn't a queue or or anything. So we just more or less walked straight up to the up to the area, and they took our bags off us. So it was that was nice and easy, really easy to to do that, and. Due to my annual pass being the the highest available at Disneyland Paris, I, met, I got cheap tickets as well to get him in. So it was only thirty thirty five euros yeah. for the day to get him in, which was really good for the two days, only costing seventy euros for him. Mm. Um, considering and something we're going to talk about in a bit with the the price raises, mm. that is an absolute bargain. Um, and. I will be doing it again, and we'll talk more on that. But the plan is now that I am going to renew my annual pass. I didn't know whether I would, um, mainly due to another trip that we've got booked later on in the year. I wasn't sure whether mm. I would would book it and get uh, get my annual pass again. But mm. we've decided we're we're going to go for a weekend for Christmas once that season starts. So I am going to renew my pass. So. I'm having so, I'm yeah, having a similar discussion what... at the moment actually because obviously our passes run out for uh, well we got our passes at race weekend last year so our yeah. passes run out in September um, yeah. but we are uh, looking to go back in October um, so it was a case of well do I renew my annual pass or do I you know, just get normal tickets or, or whatever but yeah, um, yeah I think I'm going to renew mine as well yeah yeah I just uh... I know I don't. Neither of us go on a regular, regular basis compared to a, a lot of people out there on the in the community who go once a month, once every six weeks. Neither of us have the time, the money, and have families to be able to go out on a, a hugely regular basis. But once you're there, these annual passes do seem to be worthwhile for the discounts you get and the fact that you're not having to pay. A ridiculous amount to get in on, on day tickets these days. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so yeah, definitely, definitely going to renew mine now. Probably might be the last time because I am due to have a massive Florida trip next year, 
with the family. So it might be that once that runs out next year, then it might go by the wayside. But mm. for now, it's going to be renewed just because of the benefits mm. that we're receiving from them at the moment. Um, so we went, we actually went straight to Walt Disney Studios. Okay, um, I did wonder if if you would head there for the season. Yeah. 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 No, we went. We went straight there. We um. We were going to do a couple of rides, um, and we did do a couple, but we got there and the queues were humongous. Mm. And I think this is something that you found as well. Just weekends are just ridiculous. It doesn't matter what time of the year it is. I mean, it's a little bit different when we talk about mine because, uh, especially yep. in the studios, which is where we were on the Saturday, it was the uh, the launch of of the new season. You were there yep. when the season, the Star Wars season, was coming, you know, starting to come to a yep. close. So you'd ha- you'd miss that initial rush, but at the same time, uh, you know, as you say, generally weekends are notoriously busy. Wednesdays. Yep. Uh, and Saturdays, because of the the French uh, work, the French education system, um, Wednesday's like a half day, and so is Saturday. Yeah, uh, for a lot of places. So you normally find the parks are busy then. Plus, as well, you add in the tourists, and most of them come for like the weekend or you know a long yeah. weekend. So yeah, they're they're always heaving on a, on a, on a Saturday on Sunday. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. And and we went to go on. Uh, Ratatouille and the queue was over two hours I think and we were just like no let's forget that he wasn't that bothered um, so we went and checked out Toy Story Playland and we got on Slinky didn't mm-hmm. wait very long 10-15 minutes um, which he still enjoys I know it's not a a particular fan favourite and in comparing it to the one in Florida is it's like chalk and cheese but it's still a fun little ride for a for a six-year-old, um, and he still loves it. So we did that. Um, didn't do anything else in the studios ride-wise. Um, we wandered off and happened upon um, a Galaxy Far, Far Away was playing um, on the stage. So we we grabbed some food, and we tried some of the, the uh, Star Wars-themed food. Um, he originally picked the, the Yoda biscuit, um that was faceless at this point they they decided to take the face off it but eventually he then spotted the chewbacca biscuit which i don't know which was worse yoda or Uh, chewbacca i think the fangs on chewbacca make it worse (laughs) yeah um but it was it was nice enough um i had what did i have i think i had the um the tie fighter biscuit okay which was which was all right. That that was kind of just like a shortbread biscuit with some chocolate cream in the middle of it. Right. Um, yeah. And that was fine. That that actually did look like a Tie Fighter. Um. And it was nice enough. And I picked up. I think it's becoming a thing for for both of us. And I'm sure you're going to talk about what what you picked up from the Marvel <laughs> thing. But I uh, I picked up the Chewbacca Stein. Right. To, to add to my group from last year. Um. It's becoming a bit of a thing now. Yeah, the only the only um, Stein that I've got is um, the, the a Boba Fett one, which I don't think Paris did. I know I know mine come from Disney World no. because I had friends out there at the time. Um, yeah, but I don't think that one's ever come to Paris. But uh, yeah, I, no. I've seen the Chewbacca one. It's it's pretty cool. It, it definitely looks more like him than the biscuit. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we we sat back by the the theatre, um, the former Cinema Sheet Theatre, um, and just watched the show from back there. I took some photos and and we ate our food and it was really enjoyable. Um, it wasn't too busy. We sat, we just stood at the back because we were eating. It wasn't worth trying to get any closer. Um, and it was just a really nice watch. It's, there's nothing much to it. Um, literally just some characters coming out on a stage. Mm. Um, but no, it was enjoyable for what it was. Um, we did that and, and that was really it. We didn't, we didn't really do much else in the end. We were going to go and meet Chew Backer and the queue was a bit ridiculous and said, you know what? He wasn't bothered in the end, which surprised me because he was really, that was the real thing that he wanted to do. And then mm. when we got there, we looked at the queue and went, no, I can't be bothered. <laughs> so, so we, um, at that point it was kind of coming towards the time that we had to go and check into the hotel anyway. Right. Um, so we went and picked our bags up. Um, we wandered through Disney Village, bought a couple of bits um, that he wanted. He wanted um, every time we go or I go by myself, I I have to buy him a cuddly toy. Um, so this time he he picked. He wanted Donald to go along with with the ones he'd already got. So we went and went and picked a Donald for him. Um, so he had something to sleep with when we got to the hotel. But um, we did that, and then we we jumped on the bus. And I spoke about the last time we um, we were staying at the Explorers again, okay. like me and you did. And we got there just before three, so we were a little early. So we waited till dead on three before checking. So I wandered over, took all my details, and said, "Oh, your room's not ready." Ready? I'm like, "Okay." She said, "Come back and." five, 10 minutes. So I waited, I waited 15 minutes and there was a, a bit of a queue, but I, I kind of wandered over cause I, obviously I'd already checked in. Mm. Um, yeah, so I wandered over, room. there's like a little, yeah, there's like a little business area right next to the check-in and someone else behind the, behind the desk had spotted me and she, she obviously knew that I was, um, I'd already checked in. So she went, let me check through and I don't know what happened, but once again, we got one of those family suites, like me and you got. How this is happening, I've now stayed in that hotel three times, and three times I have got one of those family rooms. Uh, they must have something on you. Someone must have taken a shine to you the first time you checked in and just and just noticed this. Um, yeah. But more importantly, was anyone in that room? No, there wasn't anyone <laughs> in this room. That oh, well, that, then that's like, a bonus from last time. Yeah, so once again we had we had room in our in our bedroom for six people. Um and there was two of us. Unbelievable. <laughs> so God knows what happened. So we did all that and we got ready and we went back out and we went to we went to the main park this time. We went to Disneyland. Um and did again, the queues were ridiculous. We um we went and did pirates. Um he loves going on pirates. Uh, he loves the drops for for some um, God knows reason as a six year old he's but he went on them when he was 18 months old that is um, the same with my daughter like we took her on I think when she was about a year old I think it was the second trip we took her yeah. on um, and so she likes pirates um, so it must be something yeah. about taking them on when they're quite young 
Yeah. Great uh, so he, yeah, he he loves that. We did did pirates and we had a wander around around that area. Um, we didn't have a lot of time because we we got a booking. We um we had a booking at Cafe Mickey's, mm. um, that I made ages ago. I, I booked it through the the online booking service, um, which is great. Works really well. Um, no messing around anymore. Um, so we booked that and we had a fantastic time. I know a lot of people moan that it's a set menu now and it's quite expensive, but you know what, for the interaction with the characters and the food was of decent standard. It wasn't, wasn't bad food. It's three courses. Um, and all the food was lovely. We, we both ate the food. I got my, my annual pass cocktail. Mm. Um, uh, that you get for free. If you've got an annual pass at one of the sit down, well, um, it's funny you mention that, right? Because you also get one of those with a shareholders card. Now, I've been a shareholder since, I think I bought my shares about 2009, 2008, something like that. I've never ever, with an annual pass, with a with a shareholders card, I've never had my free cocktail. And I've heard they're really nice. <laughs> yeah, no, it it really was nice. And I didn't need need more than one. It's it's just fruit juice. Yeah. And, but it's it's just a really really nice mix mm. so i enjoyed that and the meal was great the the character interactions were great the only we missed one character we missed pluto um okay. which he was he was gutted about but we we decided right that's what we'll do because because my annual pass we got in on for the extra magic hours in the morning um so we said right that's what we'll do we'll go and queue for for pluto for for extra magic hours so so evening was really nice the food was great we we left he was he was tired at this point he'd done he'd done quite a long day for for a six-year-old so we were going to go and watch the star wars fireworks but he decided he was ready to go back to the room and we we caught some of them as we were leaving Mm. um yeah because you can see them from a distance yeah you can see them as you as you go you don't really see. It's much harder to see the the fireworks in uh, Disneyland Park, but the studios, yeah. because of just how the landscape is, um, you can normally see them. Yep. Yeah, so we we caught a little bit of that, and we headed back to the room and and got off to bed. To be honest, as I said, we we both had a long day. To be honest, with it with it being such a short trip, it was kind of like we'll just do what we can do, and we'll we'll enjoy enjoy what we can do. Yeah. Um, the other thing I missed out, we actually we went on Small World as well while we were in the park mm-hmm. that evening, um, and managed to catch from there. We managed to catch some of the um, parade. We didn't actually watch the parade either, so it was quite nice. We were in the queue as the parade went past. Was that the um, that wasn't the Princess and Pirates one, was it? No, no. no. And we saw parade. we saw that the next day. We saw a little bit of it the next day, but um, yeah, we saw the main parade. As we were were queuing for for Small World, so that was nice. We didn't have to queue for a spot, and we saw it fairly well from there, to be honest. So, so yeah, so that was that was the first half a day. Um, next morning, we got up early. As I said, we went to Extra Magic Hours. We had breakfast at the hotel that was included, which was which was quite good. Same as what we had while we were there. So it's um, the it but, was the cold buffet. Yeah. 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 So so. Nothing wrong with it. it. It set us up for the day, that's for sure. Um, 
when we headed to the park, we headed. We decided we were going to go back to the the main park. Um, and as I said, we queued we queued for Pluto, and and that was most of the uh, the early morning magic hour that we had was taken up queuing for for Pluto. To be honest, um, we then made the decision. Sam, as I said previously, he wanted to he wanted to go on Big Thunder Mountain, so we then we went and queued at the entrance to to Frontierland as they do because it's not open during during that extra hour. Well, it, um, it's it wasn't. No, but it is now. Yeah, as of the last um, few days. So, yeah, so we queued. We queued maybe twenty minutes to get in. Mm. Um, and obviously headed straight to to Big Thunder. As I said, we were leaving around lunchtime, so we didn't have a lot of time. So it was no, never a case of oh, let's go and get a fast pass for it. Um, so we um we went and queued straight outside Big Thunder. So we queued for half an hour, only to then be told that the ride was not operating mm. and wouldn't be probably for the rest of the morning. Um, so we'd, we'd wasted nearly an hour <laughs> to get on a ride that was never going to be ready to open. Um, so that was a, a massive waste of time on that morning. And they were kind of like, oh, just go and get a fast pass. And you look at the fast pass time. Oh, yeah, three o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just get on another yeah. train. Yeah, so um, with a disappointed little boy that he didn't get to go on his first roller coaster, um, we then headed into Fantasyland because that's kind of the basis of what he could do. The only other ride really that he could have done was Star Tours, and he's done it before, and it was all the way over the other side of the park. So we said, let's just go and see what we can do in, in Fantasyland. So we ended up doing Alice's Teacups, and um, and I can never say it properly, so I'm going to give it its US name, Storybook Canal Boats. Yep. Um, I'm not even going to attempt to say no, it. No, it's French. like Le Pays the something, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we did that, and and that was kind of our day. We had a, a look in a couple of shops. We um we had to get my my wife um a Pandora charm. We we got a, one of the um, Disneyland. 2019 exclusive ones um okay. she picked that before it was a a wedding anniversary present mother's day present from from me and sam so we went and got that um i popped into starbucks that morning and got the the other mug the the walt disney studios mug after you so kindly purchased my my disneyland park one last year for me um so I've got the the pair now, um, and that was really it. We walked through the castle and saw the the pirates and princesses parade. It was just just happening as we were about to leave the park, um, and then we were done. That was it. We were we're heading to the train station. Um, quick twenty four hours, but it it was worth it just to to see his face as he was walking around the park. It's been. Been eighteen months, nearly two years since he last went. So he really enjoyed seeing it again. Um, and as I said, it's kind of made us plan another trip as a as a family. So, so my wife can come with us as well later on in the year. Yeah. And, so, and, and again, a nice sorry. easy journey home. Yeah. So that's what so, I was going to ask you actually. So with the um, with the trains, 
So were were they both direct, or was there an indirect one? No, it was they were both indirect. We both through Leo. Right. Um, we had to swap trains. Actually, we had to swap stations on the way in. We had to go to to Lille Flandres. Oh, um, okay. On the way, that's the first time I've had to do that. The last time when I was coming out to to see you, um, it was meant to be that I was going to have to change, but I got there early enough that I managed to catch the connection at Lille Europe instead. Um, but this time we weren't early enough, or I believe the last time the train was delayed. Um, so I managed to catch it before it left, but this time it wasn't. It had already gone. So we had to do the change, but it is, it's literally maybe 10-minute walk tops. Um and it's fairly easy. You can tell the people that know where they're going, so you, you just follow them. Yeah, because um, I've seen the signs in the station before, direct new yeah. to it, but I've never, like you, yeah. or, or, until now, I've never had to actually do it. Yeah, no, it was it was fine, and we got in there. We found them. Well, there wasn't even a platform yet when we got there, so we just sat and waited, and it was, uh, it was still fairly easy. It's a more open-plan train station than Lille Europe is. Um, so you kind of just sit by the trains. It's kind of like King's Cross in in that way, like the, the regular King's Cross or, or Euston where the, the platforms are all sat next to each other. Um, so it was it was fairly easy to tell where you were going. Um, and, yeah, no, that was easy. And then coming back, it was it just changed at Little Europe. Um, and we were early. Uh, our train from, from Disneyland Paris was early getting in, so... We sat around for about half an hour before they even opened boarding. Um, so that was all nice and easy. So, yeah, all all really easy and no problems at all. Did you did you hear this at all? <laughs> Every single minute. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my text alert. Um, it's, it's one of the most geeky text alerts I, I, I certainly have come across. Um, I, yeah. I used to have the the old Power Rangers Morpher watch thing, and I thought that was quite geeky. But I mean that that's really geeky. The the yeah. the yeah. kind of announcement jingle from the SNCF yeah. train network. Yeah. Um, no, it's good. Um, yeah, I, I asked about because I'm I'm when we're looking at this trip in October, at, because of it being October and it's it's April now, um, we yeah. can only get direct trains. Yeah. to Disneyland Paris. I'm not sure what the window is. I can't remember if it's four months or three months out that you can get in. I can never remember it. And it's never... There's something scientific about it because they just do it whenever they feel like it. Yeah, it's it's very odd. It's so ne- at, yeah. at the moment, like the direct train, it's, it's, and this is what annoys me so much. So when we're looking to go, if we go on the Friday, um, if, if we go on the Friday, we can get uh, £60 each. Which isn't bad. Yeah. Not you know, it's not the cheapest they do, but it's not bad. Um now we were looking to go away for uh, a couple of nights. So if we went away to uh, and come back on Sunday, uh the direct train leaves then at four o'clock. Four o'clock ish. Yeah. Um but the but the, the cheapest tickets are hundred and fifteen pounds each. Now, if we go back on the Monday, which is uh, the start of half term then the, uh, the the return is seventy pounds or seventy nine pounds for premiere. 
and the train yeah. leaves at six o'clock. So you get like an extra few hours out there as well. Um, and yeah. I said, look, for, for the for the extra money you're going to spend on the train going out on the Sunday, I'd rather put that towards another night in the park. <laughs> it's yeah, it's crazy. Exactly. But um, my, my wife is not keen on going via Paris. She, I don't know what yeah. it is. We, we've, we've done it once and, uh, you know, it's it can, depending on the time you get there, it can be quite busy and I get that. But I don't see it as much as an, of an inconvenience as she does, but she is really uh, not wanting to do it. I personally, I think it's easier to go into Paris and onto the RER and change, you know, after a couple of stops than to have to try and panic yourself on at Lille because it is a real yeah. rush to get on the train there. Like, you know, I think it stops there for like two minutes and everybody, you know, people are trying to get off and people are trying to get on with luggage. It's a bit of a mess. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, we'll see. So the thing is, I'm, I'm trying to, it's to, to decide, do we go direct or do we wait for the indirect trains to come out and then and then go that way? So, yeah, yeah that's that's my predicament but um yeah no. see we're we're planning on driving i, I if, if i could if i could convince her i would because i will talk to you now about the trip that i went on and we did drive well i didn't drive but um so <laughs> sat in the back and slept no no i'm not that kind of person um well, if people no, listen, to, yeah, if people have listened <laughs> to this after that podcast they'll know that i actually podcasted from the back of the car that's what i did um so we we went for four nights and i got picked up about seven o'clock ish on the wednesday night ben who was our driver um and uh kind of he's kind of become the co-host of pop after dark it's not that's not official but he's been on the last three so it looks like it's becoming a thing um so uh, he was driving us and he'd already picked up ryan who people will know from uh, Theme Park Trade and, and, of course, now Diz After Dark, and uh, then come and collected me. And it was the first time... Like, I'd, I'd been with Ben in December for, for our stupid 24-hour uh, trip to Disneyland Paris. Um, but it was the first time that I actually got to meet Ryan, who, you know, we've all been speaking to for, well, probably about two years now, for, I think. Yeah, and he's been on the show now for for three and a bit months yeah we yeah, started at the beginning of this year didn't they so yeah um so yeah so so we all knew ryan but i'd never met him um and he was in the position that i was on the last trip which was this was his first time going with strangers effectively yeah. um and then we uh we we went across like from from where i am uh went across dartford crossing and and, and all that to folkestone where he's picking up the last passenger um, who was Katie, who had come with us on the December trip. So, you know, I knew Ben and Katie from that trip, and I was meeting Ryan for the first time. And it's always an awkward thing. I have no reason to think that we wouldn't get on, but when you meet somebody for the first time, and it's like us when we met up last year, yeah. um, there's always that little bit of anticipation about how you're going to get on. Um, but we were sat in the back and, you know, we was all having a chat and it was, it was all good and, uh, you know, had a really nice time. So we got to folks and pick up, picked up Katie, got to, um, the, uh, shuttle, uh, departure. We was there a little bit early. So we went and got some dinner at, uh, Burger King cause it was the only place that was still open that time at night. Um, we yeah. got the train about half past 10, I 
I think was our train. Um, right. And then, you know, we, we drove through the night. Now, what we didn't do on the last trip was we had we didn't have a hotel to go to when we got there. So we'd only, we only put for one night on that trip. And it meant that when we got there, although we got there the day that we was checking in, there wasn't a room available. Yeah. So on this trip, we'd actually booked the night we were traveling. So technically we'd booked the Wednesday as well as the Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Right. So what it meant was when we got to Sequoia Lodge uh, about half past three in the morning, we, we had a room to, to crash out in. Now, Ryan has told this story on Theme Park Trader because um, he was obviously there. And he's already done his, his report from this, but I want to repeat the story because it was quite funny. So you get to Sequoia Lodge and they have a bag check. Yeah. Now, I've not stayed in a Disney on-site hotel in about four years. So I don't know if all the... I, I'm guessing all the hotels have it, but it was the first time yeah. I'd experienced it. So we got our suitcases and we rolled into the reception and uh, there was a guy there and he said, um, yeah, if you can just wait there, I, I need to go and get somebody. And he radioed somebody, something in French, and then sat on his phone watching YouTube. And about 10 minutes later, someone else turned up, turned the machine on and put a bag through. <laughs> it was very, very odd. So Ben had gone through, as he'd made the booking, he'd gone through to the reception desk and started checking us in. Um, and then we were just waiting to put our suitcases through and join him. Um, we got, we didn't get, uh, he requested a room in the main building. We didn't get one. We had a um, adapted room. So what that means is that you, when you ask for an adapted or disabled room, they're effectively two rooms that are joined together. So they're not that dissimilar to a normal hotel room. Most yeah. of their hotel rooms do have a, a, a door, don't they, in between? Yeah. Um, but both of the bar, uh, sorry, one bathroom was a wet room, and the other one had a, a like an adaptive bath that you could use, which was very handy for him um, as as the trip wore on because um, he was really feeling the aches of it as the time went on. So um, we we got in. Um, you, you have that initial thing, even though you've been driving and it's very late in the morning and stuff like that, you're still buzzing and yeah. uh, you've had a few monsters or in Ben's case, a few Red Bulls and monsters. And um, yeah, you're, you're kind of buzzing. So we didn't actually get to sleep till quite a bit later, um, but we got up for extra magic hours and, and hit the parks. Now you mentioned Starbucks. Now I don't know, what it was like you didn't mention it how how busy was it when you was going to starbucks uh it was fairly busy uh it wasn't i didn't wait long i kind of just wandered up because I, I was only looking for the, the mug i didn't even get a drink it was ah, okay so it wasn't that bad i just kind of went can i have one of those mugs and yeah. they were like yeah that's fine and then <laughs> i was out but yeah, I can imagine if people were ordering drinks, then it might have been a bit busier. And it was full. There wasn't any seating available. Mm. Well, so Ryan was like, I need to get Starbucks in the morning. Now, I had decided that I was just going to go to McDonald's and get something. Because when yeah. we were there, um, I think it was just on the the last day when you was doing the half marathon. And I went to try and uh, catch you in the village. Yeah, I went to McDonald's and I went to the cafe little bit that they've got there yeah and found it quite reasonable so okay i'll go there so i went there and i got a a, a mocha i think or a latte i can't remember what i got that day 
and uh, a pastry or uh, like a cakey kind of thing. So you could have yeah. brownies, muffins, donuts, uh, croissants, pan au chocolat, um, all that nice stuff. And um, the, the the two, whatever breakfast item I wanted um, was about four euros. And uh, Ryan's coffee was about 5.50 just yeah. for the coffee from Starbucks. And what made it worse is that, so we let him go into Starbucks. We hit McDonald's, got our food, got our um, drinks, hadn't eaten our food, still drinking our coffees, went and met him and he was still waiting for his coffee in Starbucks. Yeah. Um and that, that was a familiar theme for every every day. Um but McCafe um became my my daily routine. Mm-hmm. It was just a, a cheap, reasonable breakfast. Yeah. And the coffee is I mean the coffee's better than you get in the UK because they actually have a coffee machine. Mm. It's you know, they actually use uh freshly ground coffee oh, rather good. than just filter it through a machine so you know it, like, i found it good value uh, coffee is not you know depends on how much you like starbucks but it was certainly decent it wasn't anything spectacular but for the yeah. value you know couldn't fault it um oh another thing actually so i, I did something which i've never done before which is i i um had opened a special bank account yeah i went with a starling bank because um, I was looking at a few of the different cars they've got. They've got Revolut and um, Monzo. I think there's another one. Um, but Starling Bank is one that you can put money in, and it it just does it in real time. So yep. whatever the exchange rate is at that time is is what you get. And um, I, f- I found it really easy. I, just, I set it up um, about ten minutes. You get a virtual card. You get a card sent to you in the post as well. So you can use whichever way you want to do it. And um, every time I spent, I'd get an alert on my phone to tell me what I'd spent in euros and what that had cost me in pounds. Oh, that's good. Like automatically. So I, I always knew whatever, wherever I was, whatever I was spending, that was it. And it meant I didn't have to worry about carrying cash with me. I had some euros just as backup. I had about 20 or 30 euros as backup. Um, but yeah, there's, there was no transaction fees or anything like that. Um, so it was, it was a really easy decision to make and it worked really, really well. Um, sometimes the contact list, it didn't like the contact list. I'd have to actually, if I use the card, if I use the phone, it always works, whatever. That's just Disneyland Paris in general. Yeah. I've heard that. So I still have issues. Not all the time though. No, not all the time. You go in one shop and it works fine. Mm. Then you go into another and they're like, that's not working. So I have to put it in. But then the next time I'll go in, put it in the card machine, and that won't work. Mm. But it'll work doing contactless. It was, it was, uh, but it was, it was really funny because sometimes I'd put my, you know, I'd, I'd tap my uh, my phone or whatever, and I'd get alerted on my watch that a payment had happened before the screen had actually confirmed the payment, uh-huh. which I thought was very bizarre. But uh, yeah, so uh, Ryan on this trip decided to get an annual pass, and he was gonna do what you um you bought you had day ticket didn't you like me yes yeah so ryan was going to just buy an annual pass at the desk but unfortunately all the um the uh annual pass booths were closed mm. in the studios and in the main park so he and had that's to... partly one of the reasons why i don't do that yeah <laughs> that i pre-book a ticket to be able to get in yeah so so ben had uh was able to get him like you a cheap day ticket into the park and then he went and changed it over for an annual pass 
Um, but it was just a bit annoying because obviously that was another, you know, 40 odd euros he wasn't, uh, he hadn't planned on spending yeah. while he was there because he thought he could just buy the annual pass at the gate. And it's it's silly that they don't have at least one of them open at all times. Yeah. Like all park hours, you know. Um, but yeah, so uh, because uh, Benny's disabled, he gets uh, an access pass. So it means that um, we can get return times or we can get disabled access onto uh, the attractions. And I do, you know, you do hear people say about how, um, you know, very vocal about people with green passes and um, don't like the fact that they get this express kind of queue or anything like that. But let me tell you, it's not a bonus because the people that generally need these things would rather not have to have them. You know, yeah. The reason that they, you have these things is because they can't stand in queues for, for long hours. Like the first day, Ben wasn't too bad. Um, he has to take a lot of medication to control uh, his muscles and um, he has problems with some of his legs. So things that alleviate pain there. But by the, the second day, he was really suffering and needed to sit down quite a lot and was also, um, you know, had multiple, bu- multiple baths a day at the hotel um, to try and just ease his pain. Um, so, it, you know, it, it, you can't, it's not that easy to get a green pass either. You have to have the right paperwork. So this isn't like in America where they can't ask you what your conditions are if you ask for a pass. You know, you know these are legitimate reasons why people have them. So whilst, yeah, there is that argument of, well, you get on rides quicker, you know, there's reasons why. So stop yeah. being idiots about it. Um but it did mean that we were able to go on attraction on more attractions than we we would have done on a normal day. Um, so we'd, we'd done everything in the studios on the first day. I mean, the studios on the Friday wasn't particularly busy anyway, but it yeah. did just mean that we were able to get everything done. And Crush's Coaster. Now, this is something you went on for the first time recently and you was disappointed in. Yeah. I went on it about four or five times that entire weekend. And I think you're mad. I might be, but <laughs> it's just boring. I mean, I mean, the theming. Once you get into the main part of the ride, there is no, there is no more theming. The theming is all in the first section of the ride, but yeah. the actual, um, the actual ride itself is is crazy. I don't know what age I will try and get my daughter on that ride because no. I find it intense as an adult, um, especially and to I sit back. Proven by how often it goes down. Mm. Yeah, it's probably for that exact reason. Yeah, it's a, it's a very intense ride, um, but yeah, I I, I honestly think it, it could be one of the best attractions on property. I really do. Oh, don't get me wrong, the ride itself is is great. It just there's other rides that have got better theming. Yeah. Oh yeah, the theming. Yeah, the theming definitely does let it down. Um, we did Ratatouille twice during our trip. The first time was a really good experience. The second one, the, like, the effects didn't work in time. Um, yeah. you noticed how bumpy the floor was and, um, yeah, it was just, just a pretty poor experience. So yeah. that and ride definitely that. needs the, the floor doing. Yeah. I, the first time I went on it, I really enjoyed it. 
But the last couple of times I've been on it, I've kind of been like, do you know what? Nah, I can I can give that a miss mm. if need be. And and I can understand why it's going into Epcot. I can totally understand because they're not having to pay for it. Yeah, it's all all been designed already. Yeah. So all they've got to do is build a building and put the ride in. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a cheap solution, isn't it, really? Yeah, and, and that is the problem at the moment. That is Disney's way of putting attractions in. Mm. It's to do it the cheapest way they possibly can. So that means building multiple versions of it or re-theming something that's already there. Other And, and Star Wars is exactly the same. Let's build multiple versions of the same ride. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I mean, I, I I think, having looked at the ride vehicles, I'm wondering now if Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be Crush's coaster. It could well be. Looking at what we've also seen of the track mm. over the last couple of weeks, it's not far off. Yeah, I, re- I reckon that could be um, what they do with that. And so, like, similar to Crush, you'll probably get the screens and stuff during that you know, the initial kind of section of it. Yeah. And then once the ride actually kicks in and it's all speedy, you probably won't get much yeah. in the way of screens. You might get a few projections, but you won't get yeah. screen stuff. It'll be going too fast. Um, That was the, I said Friday, it was a Thursday. Um, On the Friday, because uh, one of the things I wanted to do when I was there was take a load of photos. Yeah. So I was speaking before about, project that i've been working on and i wanted to get a load of photos for it so i I don't know how many photos i'll actually need but i was getting like hidden things that you probably wouldn't notice very well that i talk about in it um so i just said to everyone look i'm gonna go off i want to just spend a few hours go and take a load of photos um i was gonna do it solo because then you don't have to you know someone's not being dragged around with you and everyone can do what they want to do and that's that was one of the best things about the trip is the fact that there were times when people wanted to go and do different bits and pieces and there was yep. no like we've got to do all this stuff together it was a group trip but was very uh, individual at the same time and I, so and i think that's the same way that our trip in in september is going to be because mm. i don't imagine we're going to want to but the four of us are going to want to stick together for five days in a row <laughs> hey stay that no I, I i think that's it um you know, I think it'll be times. I mean, I'm I'm somebody who I, I need sometimes just to have a bit of alone time. Yeah, I can't, I can't explain why. I think I know reasons why, but whatever that is. So, I, you know, it's not to find an excuse for it, but I, you know, I had an excuse that time, uh, and that was to do that. But I'd said to Ryan that I was going to go to uh, Valde Europe to get some supplies for the hotel room. And if you wanted to come join me, because um, he'd never been. So in the afternoon on the Friday, that's what we did. We went over to Valde Europe and uh, I introduced him to uh, Shen, and uh, we just went around the rest of the shopping centre, had some lunch. It was all it was all quite nice. Um, showed him a few. Or we, we looked through some DVDs to try and see if we could find any good uh, titles <laughs> uh, where they changed them over. Uh, there was none that particularly stood out. There was a few that made us chuckle, but nothing... I've remembered now they, they weren't that good. Um, but uh, we was getting prepared for the, the evening because that was a soiree, the princess and pirates. Now I, we went to this um, because it, it was something different to do, but um, I, I don't think, I think only 
Ben and Katie had any interest in the actual uh, evening's um, schedule or the uh-huh. theme. Um, we, me and Ryan didn't care for it at all. Um, so, and it, it was busy. It was busy. Yeah. So we, uh, it was the same, same situation as what they did the last time, which was you had to leave the park and then you had to uh, go in and queue up. Oh, actually, two things. Firstly, on the first night, we ate at Vapiano's. So we actually achieved what we failed to achieve. <laughs> Um, and I can I can confirm it would have been worth the wait. It was very very good. Um, we went. I mean, it was much quieter when we, when we went um, on on that Thursday compared to when we went on on uh, race weekend. But yeah. Um, yeah, good food, good prices, just just nice and easy. But it was probably the best meal that we had when we was there. But in the parks, for the first time, I went to uh, Frento de Oro. Yeah, which is the Mexican in, in Frontierland. Now, the food itself, again, was actually pretty good. I had a, a vegetarian chili. But there's not loads of options in the parts for me. Um, but um, And there wasn't much open either. That was the other thing. People were going to go to the um, chalet, um, or the marionette, but it was closed. It closed early. So we all ended up in there instead. Um, but the wait for food was ridiculous. It took us 45 minutes to get served. Uh. It was absolutely crazy. So we had that. Everyone enjoyed the food there. We left the parks um, to queue back up outside to get back into the parks with our tickets. Um, and then there was a bit of a, a mad rush to to kind of get in. There was a few meet and greets open when the park opened back up at 9 o'clock, but most of them didn't start till 10 and I thought that Anna and Elsa were going to be the big draws. It was actually Ben yep. and Beast. Huh. Uh, three hour queue. Oh, Jesus. I think ben and Beast. Um, the only people that Ben had wanted to meet, like me and Ryan weren't that bothered about meeting anyone, um, but he wanted to meet uh, Rapunzel and Flynn Rider. So we um, went to their meet and greet and uh, with a disabled pass, you'd get a return time. So he got a return time for about midnight. I think it was 10, 10 to midnight. So um, that was that was it. We booked in and then we went off and enjoyed the night. And we spent most of the night doing uh, rides, really. There were shows going on, but again, the theme. So um, Ryan went on Big Climb Mountain in the dark for the first time. Um, and he now understands the hype. We did it about four Good. or five times that night. It was great. Um, we did Indiana Jones in the dark. Yeah, which was a new one for me. Um, after going on it on the last trip and saying never again, I did that about four times that night as well. And it's much better at night. In fact, that ride should only be open at night, in my opinion. Um, but that was good. Uh, Star Tours did an English. We found that if you ask for English, you tend to only get three scenes. All right, like the same three scenes every time. So, so, in other words, there's only three scenes in English. Uh, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know if they just haven't set it up properly. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. They must have it because the thing is, there must be more than that because the three scenes, one of them is from the Last Jedi, uh, and when that ride opened up, the Last Jedi hadn't come out. No. So, but what was interesting is you in the English version, you always land at um, Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. 
a new planet. So mm-hmm. that's that's quite nice. Um, but yeah, that that ride's starting to make you feel a bit green though. Yeah, I it, yeah. I once it it used to be worse when it was the original one. Mm. It used to really make me feel ill, and I'd stop going on it in Paris, and then I went on the upgraded version in Florida, and I didn't feel so bad. Um, there's still parts where I have to close my eyes, especially when you go into hyperspace. That still makes me bad, and okay. I have to close my eyes to do that. But the rest of it, I'm fine. It's literally just that bit. Interesting. So it's interesting to say to hear you say that it's not doing so great, and I haven't been on it. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's now, I don't know so. if it's doing so great. I don't know if it's that, or it's just me. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, just as I'm yeah. getting a bit older, I don't, I don't know. The the worst bit for me was um, one of the times we went on it that night because um, it wasn't there was hardly any queues. But during the day, rammed, but that yeah. night it was very empty. Um, one of them we did Attack of the Clones. Yeah, that 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 kind of um, city in the sky. Yeah, and uh, there was a bit in that where you're kind of like dangling. You're you've got like a sheer drop in front of you. And that was the worst I think I felt. And it was probably the like the combination of the visual and the movement. Um but uh, yeah, I mean still still good ride and everything. But, yeah. Um but Star Tours. Uh, not Star Tours, sorry, Space Mountain. Now we obviously had that faux pas when we went to race weekend and we never got to go on it together. Yeah. Uh, and then when I went back in December, it was opening the day after I left. So I was deter I thought I'm I'm just determined to never get on this thing. So I was like, guys, the one thing I need to do is trip Space Mountain at least once. Um, I can't remember how many times I did it. I did it a lot. Um, and I did it at the front, did it second row, did it in the middle. It was great. I loved it. Um, it was the first time I'd done Space Mountain, I think, since it became Mission 2. I think I've only done it when it was from the Earth to the Moon. Yeah. The original version, which is arguably still the best um but i think the the overlay is pretty good the effects aren't great but uh it's star wars so i let it pass and i think some of them i think the projection on like the planets isn't too bad but the actual screen yeah. bits aren't particularly great but yeah, yeah it's the music and, and everything and yeah i like the ride i don't i don't think there's anything wrong with the ride they themed that really well what my issue was was how shit the pre-show theming was oh i didn't the, see the pre-show the, well just walking through the, the queue is just awful is it just it, still standard yeah it basically still looks like how it was before they put star wars in with a couple of screens that show some blueprints and it's like no so the thing it's, is it feels like cheap yeah, they need to they need to make a decision on what they're doing yeah. with that. Are they going to, you know, is that going to be a more permanent thing, or is this going to be something going to rip out in a few months? It's been yeah. almost two years now. I think it's two years in May, possibly. Yes. Yeah, it will be. Um, so yeah, they need you know if they're going to keep it, and I, I think they should. I mean, in in an ideal world, they would put it back to to the Earth to the Moon, but yeah. they won't. No. And I'd much rather have this version than Space Mountain Mission 2. So, yeah. um, I mean, I missed the cannon going off. Yeah. You know, I think that's that's sadly missed. But, you know, hey-ho. But, yeah, 
I forgot how good a ride it was. Um, I think the new restraints are fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'd heard a lot about them, and the reason why I hadn't gone on it for so long was because I hated how it made me feel when I came off. It was just a complete headbanger and just not very comfortable. And those new restraints make so much difference um, yeah. when they give you that, that bit of stretch in them. Just, yeah. So I, I've got nothing but praise for Space Mountain, uh, Hyperspace Mountain. Um, we did, <laughs> Ryan got uh, me and Ben at separate times to go on It's a Small World, even though we, we were determined not to. So that was fun. Um, I finally saw Illuminations. Yep. And it is everything I thought it was going to be, i.e. it's dreadful. Yeah. My problem with Illuminations, I was going to talk about this on Disaster Dark and I forgot. Um, my problem with Illuminations is that it is just a collection of clips. Yep. There is no thing to it whatsoever. So that's my first bugbear. The second one is what made Dreams work, other than the fact it had a story, is the fact that when they projected stuff onto the castle, it was made for the castle. Yeah. Like they used the castle as the canvas, and so they made sure that everything looked right on the canvas. With this, it is like they just hooked a projector up and aimed it at a building. Yeah. Things didn't fit on there properly. You know, it, it, it just looks like a, a mess, and I really wasn't impressed. Star Wars bit was pretty good. Otherwise, no. I really think... DLP has taken a step back in its entertainment. I think I don't think the parade is particularly great. What the the fantasy of yeah festival fantasy? Uh, no, that's the that's the US version. Um, right. I can't remember what it's called, but um, yeah, I, I don't think it was anything better than what they already had. No, no. And, I mean, saying that, uh, you know, the I think the shows, you know, Mickey the Magician is a great show. Yeah. Now I've finally seen it, I can understand. I think it starts off incredibly slow, but once it gets into its groove, I think it's it's very yeah. good to understand why and, people and love that's it. One of the Yeah, and that's one of the best things that any of the parks have produced yeah. over the last 10 years in that, that sense. I'm, ju- I'm just talking, comparing parades and, and nighttime spectaculars to, to other parks, they're pathetic. Yeah, really? and and speaking about pathetic, uh, on the Saturday was as I said the start of Marvel season. Yeah, so we went over to the parks to to see that it was press day, so it was absolutely heaving for everything. We managed to get into the first showing of uh, Marvel superheroes, uh, Marvel. Night. Yeah, and this is a show I did last year. We did, I didn't get to see it last year, so I can't compare it note for note. Um, it had played a few times the day before as like test uh, for audiences, uh, but this was like the first official showing of the season, and uh, it crashed in the first scene. Yeah, <laughs> like great. So that was about ten minutes where we sat there in the darkness, uh, and then it kicked off again. The show is bang average, if you ask me. Um, it's got that awful thing where they have the voices recorded and then people are supposed to lip sync to them. Yeah. But lip sync to them really badly. Um, the fighting is, is, is not bad, but the story is bizarre. So you see Spider-Man 
Uh, so you see Peter Parker one, but I do this little segment where they show a bit of the origins of some of the superheroes. Yeah. So with Spider-Man, Peter Parker walks up. There's a giant computer-generated spider that appears on the screen behind him, bites him, disappears. Now this spider's probably about 20 feet high, right? Um, bites him, and then he starts breakdancing. <laughs> you know, showing off his, his, you know, his acrobatic flips and everything like that. And like, I get that it's Spider-Man, and I get that the guy doing it does a very good job. It just didn't make any sense. And then, to make it worse, if that wasn't bad enough, the next one's Black Widow, where it is someone uh, practicing uh, ballet moves, and then they start having a fight with their shadow. I couldn't work out if I was watching Black Widow or Peter Pan. If I'm honest, it was absolutely, it just made no sense. Um, Nebula is the villain in this. And the the costume for Nebula is great. There's a few things they do right with this, and that's one of them. The flying car is completely pointless. Take it out. It makes no sense. Like when they actually use it, I thought, oh, is is Scarlet Witch going to throw that at somebody? No, she just no. passed it from one side of the stage to the other. Just, just utterly bizarre. Um, yeah. You know, some of the some of the character actors they had were, were pretty good in in terms of how they looked and stuff. But yeah, the show. I think if you're under the age of of ten, it, it'll probably blow your mind. If you're older than that, it, it probably won't do anything. Um, so, so very, very disappointing. The outdoor shows are pretty good. Um, they they were quite good on the stage, and again, uh, the villain in the uh, stage show is the Red Skull. Yeah, and the costume for that again, fantastic, really really good. And then the other outdoor show is the uh, Guardians Dance Off. Yeah, which has come back this year with Groot. Now, what was interesting is that the Star Lord's not. It's definitely not the worst Star Lord. It's no, not. No. It's not Hollywood Studio Star Lord. Um, but it's not Chris Pratt either. But he does a good job. He does a good job. Gamora, really strangely, just gave all of us um, vibes of um, oh god, I forgot what her name is now. But the uh, the character from Brooklyn Nine Nine, um, oh, the one with the black curly hair. I've never watched it. You never watched it? Oh. No. Um. It's not Diaz, it's, it's oh, I can't remember what her character's name is. Anyway, people that watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine will know. And it was almost like she was channeling her instead of Gamora. <laughs> other than the green face paint. Um but again, like it was it was entertaining enough. And then they brought out Groot, who is adorable. Yeah. Uh, and waves to trees. <laughs> Such a nice touch. I don't know why they're not doing a meet and greet with him. It, that's the saddest bit. Um <laughs> Then the other things, there's a, a meeting group with, with Captain America, which is taking yep. part in some of what's next to Playhouse Disney Live. Uh, we've got Captain Marvel. She's replaced the Spider-Man meet and greet indoors. And um, on the outside, next to um, the Blockbuster Cafe and the end of that walkway is the Spider-Man meet and greet, yep. which is outdoors now, which was a good set. New costume which yep. I think is the costume they're going with for the, the rides in the parks and looks to be a variation of the far from home costume. Um, but I didn't like the fact it was outdoors because like, that's going to get rained off. Yeah. And I had this discussion with my wife that they never really 
thought about the meet and greets because most of them are outside. Well, what was even worse was the Captain Marvel one. Now, bearing in mind this was day one. Right? Yeah. Uh, she was out for two hours. Oh, Jesus. That was it. Now, on the Sunday, she was out for most of the day. You know, there were, there were intervals, but, you know, there wasn't much time when she wasn't available. Might be like an hour gap here or there. But on that first day, she was out for two hours in the morning, and that was it. Um, and the one we we met uh, we we met uh, Carol yep. on the Sunday, and she was great. The one that we had was great. I, I, I've heard some bad reviews of of some of the performers, but the one that we yeah. had was was actually really good. Knew her character, was talking about things that um, you know from the film. Reference Goose talks about my Infinity Gauntlet sipper cup, which I insisted on wearing to meet her um, because I'm 35 years old. Um, and uh, yeah, she was just a, a treat. She was really good. Um, Spider Man was 45 minutes late on Sunday, so we didn't wait for to meet him. Unfortunately, I'd never met Spider Man. I really wanted to, but we had other stuff to do, so we, we gave up. Um, but yeah, so the Marvel season kind of hit and miss. The food options are good. Um, they, they, they seem to have a bit more variety than the, the Star Wars season. Uh, obviously, the Gauntlet Sipper Cup is back, the Infinity Gauntlet, um, and the Group Cup is back. Um, but yeah, just the, the season itself. I mean, I wouldn't have booked a holiday to go, if that no. makes sense. If it was on, it's great. But My only thing to pick a hole with, you no, know, you said you'd like the the outside show with Red Skull. The ridiculous cheesy dancers at the beginning of it. Yeah. That are trying to replicate the Stark Expo yeah. from Iron Man 2. Oh no, just get rid of them. Yeah. There's there's no need for it. Just there, do the there show. Isn't, there isn't any need. You're you're absolutely spot on. Just just odd odd behavior. Yeah. Um I, actually I was gonna go back because when we got there said so Star Wars season's finished, but they until Marvel season started, they were still um, hawking everything out. And I had the hand solo in carbonite biscuit. The the shortbread with the chocolate on the top. Yeah. Yeah. And not only was it delicious, but it was probably the the most authentic item they had yeah. in terms of what it was supposed to represent. It actually looked like hand solo frozen a block of ice. So yeah. Um, yeah. But the t-shirts look naff and they've re- re- uh, repeated the, Star Wars t-shirt for Marvel. So they've done a t-shirt yep. transfer on a 25 euro top. Which is similar to last year. Just embarrassing. Absolutely yep. embarrassing. Um, uh, was there oh, right, yeah. I suppose I should talk about the security thing. So on the Saturday night, uh, we'd gone and eaten in Planet Hollywood, which was average. Um, some people enjoyed it more than others. Um, I think that's mainly because there were better meat options than in some of the other places. But... Um, there was there were vegetarian options. They just weren't. They, they were expensive for what they were, yeah, uh, and not very good. But whatever. Um, we left there. We went back to Sequoia Lodge to have some cocktails. Um, Ryan did his impression of Dirty Den without him realizing, and then uh, it all kicked off. Um, one, uh, one of the party got a call from a friend in the village to say that. Um, we've we've just been put on security shutdown. People are running everywhere. We're not allowed to leave. Something's going on. Uh, we were trying to find out on social media what was going on. There was nothing on Twitter at the time. Uh, then we got a load of people running into the hotel. Um, one 
was outside because we, we, me and Ben went outside to see what was going on. There was a girl outside screaming that, that she'd seen someone with a gun and we were thinking, what is going on? Um, it later transpired that a an escalator had backfired and made a very loud bang at the train station, which then set off a kind of domino ripple effect in the village um, and obviously caused the police and the army that something had happened. So the village was on lockdown to about one o'clock in the morning. People were stuck in restaurants and, and hotels. And um, yeah, it was a, it was a bit of a, a frightening experience because it's obviously the first time I've ever, ever experienced anything like that. I, I mean, I, I, I was a little bit panicky because at first I wasn't panicky at all. It was because Ryan and Katie started to get really panicky. That they, Their panic started to settle with me and Ben kept his cool head and calmed us all down a little bit. And the thing is, the security is really good there. It is really good. And, yeah. you know, we heard sirens going off immediately. And, you know, the police were already on site anyway. It was just backup because they obviously don't know what's going on themselves. So they've got to treat it as if there is a terrorist attack going on. Yeah. Hence the guns. Uh, and, you know, it was all fine and everything was, was fine the next day. Um, we were kept in the main lobby of the hotel for about two hours before they got the all clear that everything was okay. Um, but the bar was open, the shop was open, you know, everything was fine. Um, but yeah, it was just an, an interesting experience. Um, but just to anyone listening, you know, having gone through a suspected uh, terror attack there, that you're going to be completely safe if, God forbid, anything like that was to happen. They were on it so quickly that, you know, you'd be in completely safe hands. So um, do not let it put you off is is, uh, is my advice because yeah. it's, it's definitely not put me off and I went through it. Um, at some point, Mitchell joined us. I, should, I suppose I should give, give him a shout out. Don't want to make his head get too big, but um, he added some, some extra fun to an already fun weekend. Um, and on Sunday, the last few rides, bit of shopping, and um, I went around all the hotels looking for one particular item, didn't find it, but I'd walked about six miles, so that was fun, and um, got an early sandwich and went home. And uh, the drive. So the drive takes about three hours. Now, that's obviously from Calais um, to the parks and from the parks back to Calais. took about three hours. Um, I don't know how long it's going to take you if you're going straight from from Knott's, but um, it's not a bad... When, once you get through the tunnel, it's, it's actually quite a nice drive. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it'll be about seven hours altogether. Yeah. But it's so, not too bad. And we're going to share the journey. I think the wife's probably going to drive from here down to the the train station. Yeah. And then I'll drive the other side. So it won't be too bad. Um, should we split this into two episodes? Yeah, I think so. Talk about the annual pass. Yeah. And stuff. All right. So this is... The, see? Well, you was right, didn't you? You said there's going to be multiple episodes this month. So there you go. Yeah. So let's let's call off this episode. Um, we're, we're going to record another episode right now. So uh, hopefully you've listened to this. You'll download the next one already. But if not, um, join us on the next episode uh, to hear about some news and, and about the annual passes. Yep. See you soon.
the After Dark Podcast Network.